Welcome to JMA Unwired, a podcast dedicated to discussing the latest in mobile technology. Each episode features relevant topics to educate our listeners and help them make informed decisions about the rapidly changing wireless world. Now, let's get unwired. Welcome to this episode of JMA's Unwired. I'm Melissa Asher, VP of Emerging Markets at JMA. Today, we're joined by Colin Boyce, Chief Information Officer at the City of Tucson, Arizona. In 2020, the City of Tucson and JMA joined forces to bridge the digital divide in Tucson. Colin, welcome to the podcast. Our listeners are excited to hear your perspective on building a more connected landscape in Tucson. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and what you do with the city? Sure. Uh, I became the chief information officer two years ago in in, uh, Tucson, Arizona. And I came on board running the IT department, roughly about a team of about 120 people. And we are trying to push the envelope and take Tucson, which is somewhere close to the 30th largest city in the United States, to, to become one of the more innovative cities in the United States. So, Colin, I know you and I have spent a lot of time talking over the past few months about the impact COVID has had on our country, but more specifically, the impact it's had on digital divide. Can you talk us through a little bit of what that looked like for Tucson a year ago? Sure. So, um, right around February, March of last year, I began conversations internally about providing connectivity for COVID. I was hunkered down in East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, right outside of New York City. And my kids were there and they were attending school online with my father-in-law. His router wasn't working great. And I went out and bought him a router and set up his internet connectivity. And it hit me. People are going to have problems with connectivity. How many people are homeschooling? and they may not have great connectivity. So I had members of my team pull up survey results from the census, and we found that it was somewhere close to 32% of Tucson did not, Tucsonians did not have high-speed internet connectivity. Some of them may have had one meg or something in that neighborhood, but high-speed internet connectivity was something that was rare in the city of Tucson. So I approached the assistant city manager at that time, Joyce Garland, and we had this conversation about doing wireless. And our journey was probably no different than many others, right? We, we thought about fiber was too long, too expensive, too hard. We talked about doing the normal Wi-Fi that you would have in your house. And we realized that, you know, if we we're covering 20 square miles, we were talking about 7,000 access points to be able to do it. And... You know, I was talking to a buddy of mine, uh, Bruce Hart, who runs a group, Bit Insight Group in Virginia, and he said, why don't you look at LTE? And we started to explore, and we stumbled across two providers in this space. And, of course, we settled in with JMA because, you know, we did a proof of concept. And it was this amazing journey where we worked together to get a great proof of concept and move the bar forward with getting stuff done. I know, long answer to a short question. <laughs> so what what do you feel the outcome of this initial phase will be for your residents? Um, I know that the network isn't fully up today, but obviously you have 
clear goals and objectives that you're looking to accomplish? Yeah, well, the good thing is the network is not 100% up. Uh, 80% of it is up, 20% is not, and we're doing the deployment. So today our network has in the neighborhood of 200 active users that are being allocated and stood up. And by the end of March, we will have somewhere close to 1,000 users that's on the network. Um, so yeah, it, it's going to be a huge impact, right? People who did not have internet connectivity before is going to have internet connectivity. Um, we are restricting a little bit in what we do. So, you know, Netflix and Hulu and that type of stuff we're not allowing. Um, and other things that may not be safe for, for kids, we're not allowing it. But this will allow us to bridge the gap where it's anything you would find on a library shelf, we can deliver that content virtually to any household that's in our coverage area in Tucson. And we're planning to keep expanding this network um, because it's a win-win for us. Not only is it helping the citizens, it's also driving some of the smart city initiatives that we want to get accomplished. So do you feel like partnering with JMA is going to help you uh, realize those future growth objectives that you have? Absolutely. Um, so JMA has been a partner Candidly, it's been a partner like none other that I've had at the city of Tucson um, the engagement level from a senior level all the way to the engineer level, the responsiveness, the attention to detail. We're basically getting white glove treatment from, you know, the JMA team and. You know, we don't we're not usually used to seeing that right they, they go after the larger cities. Um, that are larger than us, but we're getting an amazing partnership that was unexpected with this team. And Melissa, to be candid, you know, between you and Doug, you know, it's a lot of thanks and kudos to you all because we wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for you all. We were very excited to partner with you. And you and I have spoke um, off the record several times about the fact that, you know, I, like you recognized that there had to be some solution and the idea of leveraging CBRS to help close that gap was something that I held near and dear and I am so grateful to you for being that pioneer to actually take the first steps to showing the rest of the country that there is another alternative that can be implemented so thank you for being brave enough to stand up and do this with us. Um, it's it's definitely been an exciting project. <laughs> yeah, and you know, for any of my contemporaries out there, um, and I'm not sure if they're using Kira's dollars or grant dollars, but how we approach this was we redefined success. Um, we've realized that we have very lofty goals and a really impressive roadmap of what we wanted to do. And if we can accomplish just 80% of what we have on paper is a huge win for our city. It's easy to support and the connectivity and the gains in, in efficiency. It would be amazing for us. So you feel pretty confident that this is something that could be replicated in cities across the country. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it can absolutely be done 
with multiple cities, the there is some small things that you would have to pay attention to. So CBRS, um, the frequency is not great with penetrating, you know, you know, it's not Superman, right? It's not going through tall buildings and, um, you know, mountains in a single bound. But if you position and you plan your network right around where you have assets, you can get a network up and running pretty quickly. And that's what made our story unique was the partnership with JMA. We noodled around how do we get an easy win? And we we picked our easy wins, we picked our coverage areas, and we're slowly but surely expanding out to move around some of the more challenging areas inside of the city. Pick your easy wins, understand that the technology is great, but it's not perfect, and use the weaknesses in the technology as wins on things that you can do. So those are great little bits of advice and I know that we have had a lot of lessons learned along the way. Have there been any pleasant surprises? I'll I'll skip the the negative and go to the positive. Has there been anything that's really impressed you or shocked you as a result of this? So the network the probably the lar the biggest surprise for me is an optimized network. I'm slightly outside of the coverage area. I missed it you know, my house misses it somewhere close to like a quarter of a mile. I'm able to do 50 megs download from my house when I establish connection. That is a pleasant surprise. And as you get closer and closer to the tower, the speeds increase. Um, so huge wins, huge gains in in that respect. Um, you know, the the lessons learned that we have, to be honest with you, there are not very many terrible lessons that were learned, right? We had some unique propositions here in Tucson where, you know, A-frame roofs, you can't use that. Um, and, you know, when we installed monopoles, we had to be careful with Indian burial grounds um, and we have to manage that. But the disadvantages we've had are so small, they're not even worth um, dwelling on for more than a minute or two. I love it. Such a great attitude. So where do you see this network taking the city of Tucson, you know, in the next two to five years? What is your vision? So I see this as the first step in our smart city initiative and the advantage, right? We, we could pull fiber everywhere. And while that would be ideal, it was cost prohibitive. This allows us to do things that we we did not consider in multiple areas. So today we are doing connectivity for the citizens. Um, we are currently working with some of the smart city initiatives that we're looking for. So connecting traffic signals and, you know, we have 13 different sensors that we're looking at from, you know, from our traffic signals to pool sensors on what the temperatures are in pools so we can tie that into our mobile app and do our data analytics front. We're actively working with testing on buses inside of the city of Tucson, providing Wi-Fi signal in the buses. Um, we have a pilot on mobile service where, you know, one or two people in the IT department is going to test, you know, phones that's on our network. And so there's this robust uh, plan where we can experiment, which we 
we don't have a ton of experimentation otherwise and really come up with unique solutions that solves business challenges at a very low cost on our network. So have you seen um, other technology companies that are those IoT um, you know, manufacturers reaching out in interest of partnership with the city of Tucson? Yeah, um, the largest and the probably the most exciting for me personally is Intel. So Intel and, uh, and the city has had a couple discussions about what we can do from an IoT perspective and how do we bridge that gap. Uh, we've also spoken to the people who've done our water meters and how do we leverage this network to be able to do wireless billing throughout the city. So yeah, we are certainly going through and you know, running the playbook and trying to connect with as many people. So as soon as we finish, we're now bolting on step number two on top of phase one. This this whole thing is just so exciting to me. You look at, you know, what's being done to address digital divide um, with supporting students and telehealth. And then you start looking at the smart city initiatives and taking into consideration the fact that, you know, several large companies have already voiced that their employees will be allowed to continue to telecommute um, moving forward. I just see projects like this revitalizing small town America and what you're putting in place with infrastructure connectivity are the things that will, I think, revitalize these small communities across the country. So thank you very much, Colin, for your time, for your partnership and for being a part of this podcast. So Colin, do you have any last remarks before we end today? Sure. Uh, for anyone who's in banking on a project like this, my encouragement is take your easy wins and, you know, move quick, be agile, get your easy wins in place. And if you have any questions, you know, I'm available. Um, you can find me on my LinkedIn profile, Colin, C-O-L-L-I-N, voice, B-O-Y-C-E. Find me on LinkedIn if you reached out. I've been speaking to people from as far as the West Coast, the East Coast, and talking to them about what we've been doing here. And I'm excited to to present and you know help anyone with their journey as they bank on a project like this. Thank you, Colin. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Unwired Podcast by JMA. If you enjoyed today's topic, we encourage you to check out more episodes and content available at jmawireless.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and stay up to date with the latest trends in mobile technology.